begin in the end. Unlike most stories that begin with once upon a time there was, this book is going to challenge you to look at where you want to be. Who are you? Who were you created to be? Remember when you were a child and you imagined that you could have and be and do anything you wanted. When people would ask, what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, for my situation, I remember when my mother had a holiday party and they asked us, me and my two older brothers, what do we want to be when we grow up? And my one of my brothers said that he wanted to be either a firefighter or a police officer. And my other brother wanted to be a veterinarian. And then I said, I wanted to be a rock star. Now, that may be a little far-fetched to some. The reason why it never actualized is because I can't carry a tune. Now, with all of the technology nowadays, maybe I could be a rock star. But since I wasn't able to sing, I definitely decided that I wanted to use my voice to speak and still have an impact on other people. And this belief started really when I was just a child. And if I were to look at just my past, it wouldn't really reveal much to me, but a lot of tragedy and trauma. And I'll share some of those things with you. But if we look at our future and recreate the vision that we once had with our imagination, we can look at our past not as tragedy and trauma, but we can look at it as clues that led us to where we are now that will get us to where we want to be. And so I want us right now to think about your vision. Think about what you want and really get clear about it. When I was in the fifth grade, I decided to write my first book report on Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It was a book that my mother had on the coffee table. She had just joined Primerica Insurance, which was a network marketing company, and it's still very uh, awesome business to this day. And she had two books, Think and Grow Rich and um, Anthony Robbins, Awaken the Giant Within. I read both of those books, but there was something about Think and Grow Rich that made me decide to write a book report. Now, whether you've read the book or not, everything that you know is already or need to know is already in the title. Think and Grow Rich. That's it. Think and Grow Rich. Well, the problem is most people don't think. They just follow or they allow other people to tell them what they can and can't do. There are so many limitations in your mind that you've already constructed that you can't be who you really were created to be. You're your own limitation, but you can lift those limitations with your imagination. Even imagination may be used in different ways. Even in the Bible when it says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That means faith is your imagination. It's what you believe to be true. It also says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renewing, well, that is a present tense 
word. So it's not something that you're doing in your past. It's not something in your future. You're doing it right now. So I want to encourage you to revisit when you were a child and think about what did you really want to be and ask yourself, are you that? And if you're not that, why? What does the future look like to you? What do you want to see in the end? What do you want to see with your life right now? Imagine it as if it's already happening. I know that when I read those books that I wanted to be a speaker. Now, because I had already resolved that I wouldn't be a singer rock star, but I could be a speaker rock star. And so I decided that I would be like Anthony Robbins and I would speak profound, impactful words, just like Napoleon Hill. And so when I looked back, I was even able to see that when I was in the third grade, I used to line up all my baby dolls and teach my class until Chucky came out. Let's be real. When Chucky came out from child's play, I threw away all my baby dolls. And I even remember one of my top students was my cabbage patch named Samantha. I, she, I stitched and, and sewed a, her name, Sam, on a red cardigan sweater. And I'll never forget I threw all my dolls away after I watched that movie, okay? But before that, I was always teaching to my class. After that, I started teaching in the mirror. But I will tell you, when I decided that after reading the books by Anthony Robbins and Napoleon Hill, that my dream would be to become a speaker and I did not know how I was going to do it I just knew the life that I was living at that time was not something that I really wanted it was not something that was anything like the books that I read I was living with my grandparents because my mother was in an abusive marriage and my grandfather would wake up every day, first thing in the morning or even at night, killing roaches. Roaches were everywhere. You turn on the lights in the middle of the night, roaches were everywhere. He would kill rats. We had uh, rat traps all over the house. And I'm still terrified by possums because I remember they would try to get their little heads out. Uh, their heads would be trying to come up out of these um, vents that we had in our home. And I mean, we were living in poverty. I didn't know it because we had a roof over our head and we always had food to eat. But when I went off to college, I realized, hey, we were living in some pretty bad conditions. I was just used to keeping, you know, a shoe and a shoe on hand to kill some roaches and things of that nature. But for me to believe that I could be a speaker on top of the situation and environment that I lived in, I also was very shy. I know it's hard to believe for people that know me, but I was really shy and quiet. I was very obedient. I was so timid that my mother, in fact, would say she's afraid for me because it seems that if somebody was to blow on me, I would just fall over because my feelings would get hurt so bad and so easily. 
but I was so obedient because I was always getting beat. My grandmother, whatever she would have on her, she would just hit me with. So whether it was a, a cast iron skillet or punching me in my chest or hitting me with an extension cord. Now, some people will say, oh, that's child abuse. But it was very common when I was raised to be hit with these things. And so out of fear, I would just be very quiet. And I mentioned that in my other book, Articulate. I was very silent, but inside I knew that I wanted to be a speaker. And so even here today, I am speaking, I am writing, I am doing the very thing that I always dreamed of doing. Before I arrived here, and I'm currently in Houston, Texas, I did not know how I was going to get to Houston, Texas. I did not know how I was going to live in Houston, Texas. I came out to Houston several times for classes that I was teaching, but I visited on New Year's Eve with my daughter because Houston was just a three-hour drive away and I wanted to attend Lakewood and hear a motivational, inspirational message from Joe Osteen. And so we drove out. Well, the church wasn't open because of the pandemic, but we we still watched it online and we uh, just were just doing a little um, sightseeing just going down to the mall and a couple restaurants and we went over to a Whole Foods and there I saw Helena Street and my friend Alicia had mentioned Helena Street but the fact that I just so happened ran into it um, not literally, but I, I saw Helena Street. It made me feel like, hey, this is the place for me. This is where I should live because I felt so excited about it. And so when I went home, not knowing how I was going to have the money or be able to do anything to be able to move to Houston because I had lost a lot of money and was not making money the way I had been accustomed to because of the pandemic. And so when I got um, back to San Antonio, I started imagining that I was in Houston, not as if it was some foggy, cloudy dream that was just out of my reach, but I was literally pretending and imagining that I was in my bed in Houston, Texas, in a well-lit, natural lighted lighting in my home and I was laying down and my comforter was big plush down comforter with soft pillows and I had my diffuser that had this lavender relaxing scent it smelled so good it was so peaceful in my home I was in my mind every day in Houston and just so happened it was a horrible situation that led me here which we'll discuss later in this book but this is what I manifested. This is what I believed. I was living in my future in the present. And whatever your mind believes, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Whatever your mind believes and is, because your mind really, your subconscious doesn't know when you're lying. It doesn't know when you're faking. So if you are going to imagine it and really believe it as if it's real, it's 
has not, it's going to make it happen for you. It's going to align the earth, wind, and the stars to work in your favor. But we have so much self-doubt and negative self-talk, and we're so conformed to what other people think and their limitations about us and our limitations about us that we're no longer using our imagination. But I want you to use your imagination today to live in the end to begin with the end see yourself exactly how you want to be whether it is you know a big impactful speaker or maybe is some great entrepreneur with this invention an actor a singer a performer whatever it may be I want you to see yourself as that. Don't think about how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen, why it would happen. Just know that you want it. And once you get really clear with your vision, it will happen. And then you will look at the clues. So our next chapter is going to be talking about our past. And once you look at the past, you can see how your past has led you up to this very point. My past of lining up my baby dolls to teach them and then going on to uh, do my first book report on Anthony Robbins and uh, Napoleon Hill. And I'm obsessed with professional development. Like when people ask me, what is the one thing that I value in myself and in others and when I'm dating, it's progress. I value when people are making progress. I value work ethic. I value communication, commitment, consistency. There are so many things that I value. And I want you to write down some of the top 10 things that you value. And then think about the people that you talk to. Do their values line up with yours? Because sometimes it's not just your thoughts. It's often the thoughts of the people around you. And if their values aren't aligned, with yours, you may need to think about a different circle. So we're going to talk more about this, but let's talk more about how your imagination plays such a huge part in your life right now. There is no past. There is no future. There is only the present. And in the present, you can create and be whoever you want to be. Okay, so let's begin in the end. Take your time, think about it, and get a very clear vision of yourself.